The following KQED production was produced in high definition. And their buns are something I have yet to find anywhere else. I'm not inviting you to my house for dinner. <laughs> Breaded and fried and gooey and lovely. In the words of Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'll be back. You've heard of a connoisseur? I'm a common sewer. Or they knew I had to ward off some vampires or something. <laughs> and let's talk desserts, gentlemen, because I can see you both were waiting for desserts. Check, Please! Bay Area is brought to you by the members of KQED and by... IRG has thousands of natural stone surfaces all in stock today. IRG, online at marblecompany.com. Charitable Auto Resources, urging you to donate your car to KQED's vehicle donation program to help raise funds for quality public broadcasting. Hi, I'm Leslie Sabraco. Welcome to Check, Please! Bay Area, the show where regular Bay Area residents review and talk about their favorite restaurants. Now we have three guests, and each one recommends one of their favorite spots, and the other two go check them out to see what they think. This week, insurance professional Ted Rosados grew up around food in his family's Santa Fe restaurant. Now it's his policy to indemnify any pangs of hunger by dining well, which he does often. And Michael O'Brien is a partner in a new investment company. Speculation is the name of the game for him, and that's okay, except when he ventures to dinner. It's where the dividend pays off in a great meal. For graduate student Susanna Wen, a trip to the Caribbean doesn't mean taking a flight. She samples island flavors at her pick, where the CIA-trained Jamaican chef excels. Brightly painted murals, delicious aromas, and smiling faces are ready to greet you on Willow Road in Menlo Park at Backyard Caribbean American Grill. My name is Robert Simpson. I'm chef owner of Backyard Caribbean American Grill, and we have been open almost seven years. Backyard, it's, it's a slang we use back home. When you used to get off the plane in Jamaica, as soon as that wind hits your head, you know, ah, I'm back home. So the name means you're in Jamaica or the Caribbean. I started cooking as early as six or seven years old with my grandmother in Jamaica. I'm a professional chef and I finally got a chance to cook the food I grew up with. Caribbean food is made up of several different cultures. The jerk, the escovitch fish, was lent by the Spanish, and we still eat that today. And then the curry part of it is, uh, we borrowed that from the Indians, and we eat a lot of curry in the Caribbean. In Jamaica, per se, everything is pretty much curry. The recipes here are authentic. 95% of what we do at Bacayard is from scratch. This is what we call soul food, because everything we do here takes us back, and I think a lot of the customers can see that. I love my guests to take away that um, Backyard is unpretentious, the food is authentic, it's value-driven, the staff is here to serve you, and it's a piece of the island we're sharing with you in California. All right, Susanna, Backyard really means back home, and that, I mean, Chef Robert mm -hmm. is, is from the Caribbean. It's a throwback to his place, isn't it? Right, I think he, it seems like he made the restaurant um, to kind of reflect what it's like back in Jamaica. So. Yeah. I actually started going there five years ago. You know, when I first walked into that neighborhood, I was like, oh, this is kind of sketchy, you know, it's not 
very nice and even from the outside it definitely looks like a hole in the wall but once right. you cross the doorway you enter this really brightly painted room and everyone's smiling and there's you know reggaeton music on so and the corrugated metal in the front of the counter yeah. went really cool right yeah. and then i think the jerk sauce there is amazing it's mm -hmm. super vibrant and flavorful you know they have some i think it's scotch bonnet spice in there that's right just the right amount of spiciness. Those nice peppers. It's, yeah. I, I was pretty sure I was going to get the jerk dishes when I went in. Mm -hmm. As soon as I saw the first one walking past to go to a table. You smelled yeah. it coming by. I smelled it. <laughs> I saw it. That was it. Yeah. Right. That was it. And you got the jerk chicken. Uh, the jerk chicken and the jerk pork. Okay. Um, so the jerk pork is us. actually my favorite. I always get the jerk pork. The jerk pork yeah. slightly beats out the jerk chicken. Oh, yeah. now yeah, why that is was that? Very good. More flavor, a little bit. Just because it's a, uh, the pork shoulder, so mm -hmm. there's a little more flavor from the fattiness of the pork. and. I think the sauce just went better with it because it kind of totally yeah. encrusted it as they opposed used, to being on top. They used to use uh, pork belly, so it's right. even oh. richer before. And then with the spice, it kind of like cut through the acidity right. of the spice, kind of right. cut through. Now, and Ted, you're you're chomping at the bit to get in there. I can That's <laughs> right. I love this place. It was really good. Oh. Thanks for the recommendation. It was very authentic. I've been to Jamaica before, and so it brought back a lot of those memories mm -hmm. of where you would stop on the side of the road and get some jerk chicken mm -hmm. in Jamaica, or you're on the beach and there's a little hut where they're pre <laughs> preparing it. But nothing beats the fry plantain. That was yeah. a really great way. You know you're having Jamaican food or Caribbean food when you got a fried plantain. They're mm -hmm. not over fried. Plantains are a little bit more coarse than bananas. Right. And it was great. The rice and beans, again, also a staple of the Caribbean. So everything I had there was excellent. Yeah, I'd right. say the rice and beans were the only thing. I mean, they were tasty, but the rice was a little, little on the mushy side. And I mm -hmm. guess that's just, you know, they have to have it prepared beforehand, but it right, wasn't. Yeah. Right. I mean, the best part I usually dish. don't eat the rice and beans on their own. So <clears throat> as a whole, with everything on your fork, I think it really complements everything. I always get an extra little container of the jerk <laughs> sauce and use that as my right. dressing. And Ted, so. you went how many times in one week once you discovered <laughs> oh. this place? <laughs> I had such a great experience. The first day I went there, I went back two other wow. times. The first time I went there, I called because I was doing business in San Jose and I was on my way up. And I thought it'd be a perfect time to try some food out and pick it up to go. The woman really helped me figure out what was special that day and what was good on the menu. So I felt like the service that way was incredibly good. I wanted to try a lot of the different things on the menu. Mm. Uh, the first time I was there, I had the jerk chicken and the um, curried goat. Mm -hmm. I've heard, I don't know if it's true, that more people in the world eat goat than beef. Right. It is very tender meat. Mm -hmm. With the curry, it's not like an Indian curry. It's more of a golden curry. Right. And it was excellent. I've had that dish too and I love it. Um, I think it's a little bit more difficult to eat because there are bones, uh, but the meat is very tender. And if it were ever cold in Jamaica, I would imagine people would crave this dish because it's just, it's like so comforting and you just, like if it's cold out, I mean, I had it when it's raining and it's just you warms you up. You can still wear your bathing suit and eat this, it's okay. <laughs> so you know, you can get a, just yeah. grab a little cold beer or something. But it's just, right, or a little rum cocktail. Like if I were Jamaican, <laughs> that would probably remind me of home. And what else did you have, Michael? The key lime pie and the uh, sweet potato pudding, which is also like a sweet potato yeah. pie. Just the right amount of sweetness. Neither one was overly sweet. Sometimes key lime pie can be really tart right. and, and too sweet. It was just perfectly creamy with just that hint of key lime. And the sweet potato pie was sweet and savory and that could be one of Yummy. my favorite things in the world, sweet potato pie. <laughs> I also tried corn festivals. Mm -hmm. yes. Never heard of that before. And it's a deep fried corn ball, and it's perfect with the spicy food. It's a little sweet. And the uh, fresh juices are also really good. Oh, yeah. Mango passion fruit juice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And went perfect with the jerk. Okay. I tried the barbecue yeah. ribs, mm -hmm. and they were excellent. They weren't, you know, fall off the bone kind of ribs, which is easier to eat with your hands, but the barbecue sauce was great. 
All right, it's your restaurant. Can you give us a quick summary? So, unlike Ted, I've never been to Jamaica, so I can't attest to the authenticity of Backyard, but you can't deny that the food is delicious. So, I've been back again and again, and I always bring friends, and they always love it. So. All right, and Michael? Yeah, my friend that lives in Sunnyvale, just down the street, says it's going to be a regular stop for him. It's terrific, probably the best uh, Jamaican food that I've had in the Bay Area. All right, and Ted? Everything I tried there was excellent. I'd be really happy to go back very soon. All right. If you would like to try Backyard Caribbean American Grill, it's on Willow at Newbridge in Menlo Park. The telephone number is 650-323-4244. It's open every day for lunch and dinner, closed on Sunday. Reservations are not accepted, and the average price for dinner is around $12. knows a thing or two about chilies. And the large, casual space filled with communal tables is bright and airy, and the perfect setting for serving up dishes flavored with the southwestern chilies that he loves. You'll find them fresh and tasty on McAllister in San Francisco at a place called Green Chili Kitchen. I am in love with New Mexico. I love the people, the culture, and obviously the food. My name is Trevor Logan, and I'm the owner of Green Chili Kitchen. I think anyone who's tasted New Mexican green chili will agree that there's something different about the flavors. There's something more distinctive. The people there have been growing chili for generations. <laughs> I really tried to create an environment that was a nod to an old diner you would find off of Route 66 in the middle of New Mexico. Very relaxed and where it was absolutely 100% about the food. Definitely green chili stew is my favorite, and we actually make the blue corn tortillas from scratch. They're definitely featured in the blue corn flat enchiladas. I like enchiladas. I really love that we do the flat style enchiladas here. We do have an emphasis on quality ingredients. We um, source as much local and organic produce as we possibly can. I just really hope this place does New Mexico proud, and I hope that people enjoy uh, the food when they come here and they get a little taste of what it's like to visit the Southwest in New Mexico. Okay, Ted, I want to talk chiles with you. Great. You are from Santa Fe. That's right. My family owns the oldest family-owned business in Santa Fe, in New Mexico, actually. Mm -hmm. It's on the historical register, so um, I've known chili and how they are grown and made into chili sauces my whole life. The more you have it, the more you crave it. Right. So moving here was hard. Anytime somebody from Santa Fe was on their way here, they'd have to bring s green chili in their suitcase. Right. So when I heard about the green chili kitchen opening up, I was excited. Well, and Trevor Logan, the owner, really he had some experience <coughs> and time in, in uh, Santa Fe as well and in New Mexico, and he wanted to you know, bring that same experience with him right. um, when he opened Green Chili Kitchen. And he does a great job doing that. I, right. I, think he gets that green chili flowing in yeah, today. The green chilies to me were definitely the, the star. Mm -hmm. the, the green chili pork stew was delicious. It's spicy, but it's not overly spicy. So you have something that kind of lingers, but I had to kind of eat that quick because every, everything kind of comes <laughs> at the same time. You had the green chili yeah. stew, which is it again was, their signature dish and what they're known so for. It was so good. It totally knocked my socks off. Um, I actually didn't expect the amount of heat that was in there, but I enjoyed it so much. And you know, 
Uh, I ate with a big group as well. So I was like, oh yeah, try some of my, but, but don't eat too much because I just want this for myself. And it's so, got a lot of meat in it. It's got it a lot actually, of its It hearty. has a lot of pork in it, but it was really the green chili that mm -hmm. like made that dish for me. Did you get to try the sopapillas? I did try the sopapilla. I wasn't that impressed with it. Um, I don't know if it may be because they gave one that was a little bit uh, not as fresh out of the fryer, but I mm -hmm. found it to be a little bit stale and um, a little bit too greasy for me. We had the savory so. sopapillas. Yeah. Um, the beef one was very good. The chicken one was, was bland. And I, I found that on some of the dishes. I so I actually I agree with you. Um, so I love the stew, but then I felt like the other dishes, they were good, but then maybe because the flavors in the stew were so robust and just like so flavorful that everything else just right. felt kind of flat for me. Right, and what else did you have? We, we also had one of the combination plates, um, mm -hmm. which again, I, the chilena was a little on the soggy side. The enchilada was, was very tasty. Um, the, the taco was and what about the chicken? Because they're known for their rotisserie chicken. The rotisserie chicken, chicken was right. really moist, succulent. We had, the again, the green chili rub. There's also another mm -hmm. rub. I forget which one it was. Right. But I just want to rub skin, that green chili rub flavor. all over. Oh, it, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was delectable. We had so much food that I actually brought some of the chicken home yeah. and, so and enjoyed it the next day. I also tried the rotisserie chicken because um, I saw a table that had ordered. I'm like, oh, that looks so good. But then I was kind of disappointed. I thought it was moist and succulent. But then again, I felt like it was a little bland. And also, all my dishes came out at the same time, which was really overwhelming for me because it's just all there. And then, you know, once you try a couple things, then it kind of throws off the flavors for some of the other things. Let's talk a little bit about the experience because it is you walk in, you order at the counter. Yeah, right? and that's, this that's kind of the issue with, mm -hmm. that, with the counter seating, like getting a glass of wine. Yeah. I would have liked to have had a second glass of wine. But Here, I'll pour you a second exactly. glass of wine. <laughs> okay, um, but there's a line. <laughs> right. So then then your food gets cold right. while you're waiting in line. So that can be an issue, right, in terms of you, you can run into lines. Um, you right. have to sort of plan it when it's not overly crowded. It's a great neighborhood restaurant, and it's in a, a place where parking's at a premium. But I think that there's counter service because there's a lot of students in the mm -hmm. area. They're mm -hmm. close to right. USF. So I often wish they had table service. I get the New Mexican cuisine. I know what to order. I know what to what's great. Some people who go in there and might not know a lot about the cuisine, they could use a server to help explain. Right, it. help explain everything mm -hmm. to them because you can get, you know, beer and wine mm -hmm. and things to go with your I dish. I will say that the servers were very uh, friendly and interactive. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't know what to order, so I asked for recommendations, and they were super helpful. Good. Um, but I do think that the wait makes it a little more daunting. My recommendation to anybody who's coming is actually park down near the Panhandle. There's mm. plenty of parking there. It's only four blocks away. Right. So you just go near the Panhandle and there's plenty of parking. Or you right can go there. around the corner to the Chili Pie. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's He's right. also got a place called Chili Pie. That was the original location right. and then they expanded into the bigger space. Uh, Trevor put the desserts there. Right. And there, you can have things like green chili apple pie. With a cheddar yeah. cheese crust. But I love their green chili chicken pot pie, their carne adobada pot pie, which right. are savory pies. I've picked those up and taken them to parties and they're Great. Great. Okay, Ted, this is your spot, so give us a quick wrap-up. Okay, great. Well, if nothing beats, in my opinion, being in downtown Santa Fe and eating at the Plaza <laughs> restaurant, but if I'm outside of New Mexico, there isn't a restaurant that does New Mexican cuisine any better than Green Chili Kitchen. I highly recommend giving it a try. Okay, and Susanna? So the Green Chili Stew really blew me away, but uh, if I had to wait over an hour for it, uh, I would rather just relive it in my memories. <laughs> okay, and Michael? I, I would agree with the green chili being the stars, whether it's the chicken or whether it's the stew. The pozole also really good. And now I've got some new recommendations, so I'm, I'm looking forward to going back. 
All right. If you would like to try Green Chili Kitchen, it's on McAllister at Baker in San Francisco. The telephone number is 415-440-9411. It's open for a late breakfast, lunch, or dinner every day. They don't take reservations. And the average dinner tab per person without drinks is around $20. Come here. Come here. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I'm madly in love with Riesling. Now, many of you might think it produces only insipid sweet wines, but nothing could be further from the truth. Riesling is one of the world's great grapes. In Germany, drinking it is a national pastime, and from the Rhine to the Mosul, you can have Rieslings in styles from super sweet, like the Spirenauslese, for example, to a drier style like this low-alcohol cabinet. In France's Alsace area, Riesling is more fleshy and full-bodied. And in Australia, you can have bone-dry versions from places like the Eden and Clare Valleys. Here at home, Riesling Star shines the brightest in New York's Finger Lakes and Washington State. These ethereal, aromatic beauties dance in the glass and make spicy fare from burritos to Kung Pao chicken taste even better. Not sure what type of Riesling to try? More and more bottles are using the International Sweetness Scale to help you find a style you like. And maybe, like me, even love. For more than 35 years, Michael's Neighborhood Restaurant has served up California fare to locals, artists, and friends in the converted wood-shingled house with the patio that's perfect for dining al fresco. It's on Piedmont Avenue in Oakland, and it's called Beowulf Restaurant. When we first started, people told us, you can't do this, so we did it. My name is Michael Wilde. My partner is Larry Goldman. We have the Beowulf Restaurant in Oakland, California. The menu from the very beginning has always been derived from the market. Whatever looked good, whatever was in season, whatever made sense, and it's still that way. My name is Louis Legasic. I've worked at Beowulf for 15 years. I've been the chef for 12 years. Michael Moyle and I discuss the menu from month to month. Each month we go to different regions of Europe. Spring is mostly French food, then we move into Italian food. We do use a lot of wine. We go through about 10 cases of white and red per week, just in the kitchen. When I think about our customers, there's a whole group of them that just pop out immediately, and they are people and friends that have been coming here for 10, 15, 20, 25 years. This restaurant is absolutely kid-friendly. We always wanted this to be a place where kids were not only welcome, but where they would learn how to be in a restaurant. Larry and I have been friends since we were 13. One day we're sitting on the bench, probably 100 degrees out there. He's got a bag of oranges. He peels one, says, do you want an orange? And I said, yeah. I knew that was my kind of guy. And to this day, when I have an orange, I say, Larry, would you peel this for me? Okay, Michael, now you have been going to this place for a long time. I mean, it has been We've, open for about 37 years. Yeah, 37, right? 37 years. Um, yeah, so it's, it's pretty amazing. Just. Uh, three years less than Chez Panisse. Right. So they were they were two of the the stars and the first places that really were local California cuisine. What are some of your dishes that you that you crave? Well, the the menu changes monthly, and then obviously it changes during the month because of what's available locally. But duck is always on the menu, some preparation. Probably at least half the time I will get the duck as as my main course. Mm -hmm. And and Liberty Ranch duck. I mean, Liberty yeah. Ranch duck. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, I had the duck bourguignon this this time. Uh, because it was focused more on southern France. It was right. wonderful. It was succulent. 
the, the red wine sauce and the shiitake mushroom caps, so they kept the caps whole. Right. Which is a little bit different than than you'll see sometimes of a sliced I or chunk. I can hear Susanna going, I, I had that exact same dish, and you know the the duck leg. So they give you two different preparations of duck. They give you the duck leg and the breast, and I thought the duck leg was amazing, and the broth was really good, but the duck breast I felt like felt not that good because um, the temperature was off and it was a little bit undercooked for me. Um, so it ended up a little bit stringy and tough, but the, the leg was amazing. So if everything had been prepared that same way, I think I would have enjoyed that dish so much more. Did you have the duck? When I you tried left? the duck. I liked it a lot. I um, actually liked the appetizers and the desserts. I thought were a little bit more creative than mm -hmm. the entrees. Right. They f felt a little bit like comfort food, but they There's were- There's nothing wrong with comfort no. food. No, <laughs> I, I love comfort food, and I think that um, the entrees were excellent. Mm -hmm. I just thought they, um, the desserts and the appetizers were a little bit more creative. Tell us about those appetizers. One of my favorite appetizers was a tuna, seared tuna bruschetta. Mm -hmm. And it had tuna on top of bruschetta with a sprinkle of olives, and it was a great mixture of mm -hmm. flavors. The gnocchi we actually got as an appetizer, mm -hmm. I think it's an entree. Yes, yeah, so you, you have a, an option for either one. And that was great. That was really warming. And you know, you're sitting outside, it was a crisp night, and it was beautiful space. Mm -hmm. Lots of art everywhere. The details were excellent. Um, you really felt like you were in an old house with. Um, you kind of are. <laughs> yeah. exactly. You really are. It's an old yeah. house, but all the remodeling was modern. Right. And, yeah. and you had dishes as well. So I actually got to try the duck liver flan. So good, paired with grilled acne bread mm -hmm. and this like sweet pickled onion, and also the whole top was studded with peppercorns, which I felt like um, it really cut through the fattiness and richness mm -hmm. of the duck liver when you had that um, slight spice and crunchiness from the peppercorns and then the crisp, sweet tartness of the onions. It sounds like it's begging for so some wine, I think. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think they have, their wine list is certainly, mm -hmm. it's not large, it's, but it's lovely. It's, it's a wine mm -hmm. list focused on California, Italy, and France for the mm -hmm. most part. Um, and we started with a Vermentino mm -hmm. that went with all of the appetizer dishes of the four of us that, mm -hmm. that had dinner there. Perfect white, and then we went to a Chateauneuf de Pop for the bourguignon mm -hmm. and the chicken scallopini and uh, the pan-seared salmon, which was great. It had a tangerine beurre blanc, which just gave that citrusy mm. kind of sparkle to the salmon. Nice. And really was perfectly cooked. We tried the lamb, and that was great. It had a rich sauce on it um, with vegetables and mushrooms. And it was great. It was a beautiful, dark, rich sauce. I also had the lamb. Uh, I thought the meat itself was a little bit too gamey, but the sauce, I, I love the sauce. I, I was like sopping it up with the bread and just- I guess um, I'll be back this month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to go try the lamb. <laughs> and then uh, let's talk about desserts because um, um, they certainly have an, an, an offering of desserts. They do. You know, we, we tried a few different things and actually the thing I thought was going to be least interesting uh, was the espresso sundae. And I'm not a big fan of coffee. One of my friends ordered that, and it was actually the, my favorite of the three desserts. That, that coffeeness added to the chocolate mm -hmm. and the, um, I think it was a tangerine ice cream, um, beautifully. It just, all the flavors melted. It was my favorite dessert. It was the highlight of the meal for me. It was oh, a wow. great way to finish all of those flavors, and the tangerine ice cream was really great, but having the espresso sauce on top was, was a dream. So I got to try the strawberry semifreddo, which I thought was a very nice, light, refreshing way to end the meal. Um, the strawberry flavor is really delicate. Uh, they paired it with pistachios and some meringue, which I thought was really good. They had chocolate sauce on the bottom, which I thought was too heavy, but otherwise, very nice way to end the meal. It is great value, because even though it's pricier of the three options, 
um, three restaurants we reviewed here, you felt like you got your money's worth. Yeah, I would say that the ambiance, it's very cozy and, you know, the casual resticness kind of makes it very intimate, um, sometimes too intimate because I was very, uh, I got to partake in my neighbor's table conversation, Ooh, which was kind of... interesting? Were they good people to... <laughs> it was very eclectic crowd. Very, yes. I don't want to say anything super mean, but um, it, like Ted, I agree, it, it evokes that special occasion type mm -hmm. of feel. Um, I would say price point is very reasonable for the area. Um, so if I lived in the area, I'd probably go more often, but uh, since I do live kind of far, I probably wouldn't make the trip. It's definitely um, a special occasion place because there's so much attention to detail. You right. feel special when you're there. We had several people stop by the table and ask how things were going. And then um, I think the manager came and took our order for dessert. We couldn't decide what two desserts to order. And when he came back, he brought all three. Oh. And they gave us that extra dessert. So well, generally, you don't stay yeah. in business for 37 years without a little bit of service, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of personal service. Now, this is your spot. Why don't you wrap it up for us, Michael? Well, you know, how I would describe it is really going to somebody's home. It is a converted craftsman home. You walk up a few steps, that porch, definitely sit on the porch and enjoy the duck and enjoy whatever they have got on the menu because it's always going to be fresh and local. All right, and Susanna? Uh, I would like to go back for the duck liver flan, but uh, it is a bit, of, a bit of a trek for me, so uh, if a friend suggested it for a special occasion, I would go, but otherwise, I uh, probably wouldn't make it out that often. All right, and Ted? I was happy to discover the area. It's a beautiful area to walk around. The restaurant was um, great from beginning to end. I'll definitely go back. All right, if you would like to try Beowulf Restaurant, it's on Piedmont Avenue at Rio Vista in Oakland. The telephone number is 510-655-6004. It's open for dinner every day. Reservations are recommended, and the average price for dinner without drinks is around $50. So I want to thank my guests on this week's show. Susanna Wen listens to the sound of the steel drums and tucks into the jerk pork at Backyard Caribbean American Grill in Menlo Park. And Ted Rosados celebrates with a taste of home at his southwestern spot, Green Chili Kitchen in San Francisco. Lastly, Michael O'Brien reminded us of the iconic Beowulf restaurant in the Piedmont District of Oakland. Now don't forget that you can go to our website at kqed.org slash checkplease to add your comments on today's show. It's where you'll find more details on all the restaurants featured and where you can watch a segment or download a whole show. You can also read my notes on the wines we're drinking and enjoying today, a delicious red blend and Chardonnay, both from California. Oh, and don't forget, you can stay in touch with us via Facebook and Twitter. So join us next time when three new guests will recommend their favorite spots right here on Check Please Bay Area. I'm Leslie Sabraco, and I'll see you then. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. The show's over. This show is available in high definition, on demand, and via podcast. For additional information on the restaurants featured, to comment, or to apply to be on the show, go to our website at kqed.org slash checkplease. Check Please Bay Area is brought to you by the members of KQED and by Charitable Auto Resources, urging you to donate your car to KQED's vehicle donation program to help raise funds for quality public broadcasting. IRG has thousands of natural stone surfaces, all in stock today. IRG, online at marblecompany.com.
a KQED HD production.